it's great to see everybody. Welcome to this special episode. This one's exciting. I've actually been trying to find the words because divergence is very big on find the words. And <laughs> I've had the privilege of channeling some beautiful energies that I haven't quite worked with before. <laughs> So I've been trying to find the words to be able to explain what their energy is like and how it's different from what I'm used to, which is my guides and my, my teachers, the Ascended Masters, because this energy is different. And this is what I love about spirit. They always know how to bring in the information. I, pages and pages, loved ones. I love to write. And so it all comes in and the spirit goes, now organize it. And it's daunting sometimes. You can see the topics. And it's just as I go through it, it's just peace, peace, peace. And working with who we are going to introduce you to today. Oh, it was a privilege. It's quick. They're clear. They're precise. And as long as you stay in their flow, my goodness, <laughs> miracles happen. Ask my inner circle. This course could not have happened unless there are higher powers at play. And you'll see just by the content. That's why I take, this is not me. This is not him. This is divergence. <laughs> and so, as always, we like to pull cards. Darren has been setting intentions over here to pull the one that our family needs to see. So, Darren, I'll let you share that. Well, we just took out of the deck here, your home is protected by angels. And oddly enough, we're going to be talking about these dudes and ladies a lot in this particular episode. Uh, the angels play a greater role than we thought in the nursery rhymes and the fairy tales and things of that nature. There's a lot more reality to that situation than we could have ever have imagined. And Spirit saying your home. There's going to be a lot of messages coming through. This, this course was primarily centered when it first started coming in around a vision I got of a man screaming at a woman violently. And this woman just trying to stay in a space where she was trying to manage this, but she was worried for her children. There's a lot of this energy prevalent right now because people have too many problems. And so this is the reason this part, and you'll know when this part of the course is coming through, loved ones. And this is why this part came in first. And when we talk about you don't get your light codes all at once or your infinity charms, they give it to you in pieces. And then your job is to organize all of it. Because once we started to organize it, I was like, wow, okay, this is the direction we're going. No, not at all. Because now, because of this direction, we're going this direction. And that's 5D. It is polarity. It is extremes. It is fast. That's why when people say, we're too quick, you're too slow. As a matter of fact, we were just speaking the other day, like when we do most of these engagements such as these, I will typically slow myself down just this much 
And the odd time, you know, I'll stumble on a word. I'm stumbling on a word because I'm not speaking it quick enough. But yet we have enough uh, feedback from our audience suggesting, ah, it's still too fast, still too fast. So you see how we get caught. And this is, again, a, a beautiful system where we can always go back and hit play. So if, I, if it were up to me, I'd be turning it up even more. So let us bring it in fast, loved ones, because there's a lot of information that has to come in. And we talk about the angels blowing your hair back. They're going to take your clothes off today. Let me tell you, that's how much information's coming in today. And so with that, hold on one moment. We're going to get our slideshow ready for you. Okay, so as you know, we've done part one, which is the power of we. Part two is the power of we and me. And part three, they said, was to be the power of we, me, and them. And it's called them because there's a big presence in that. And so this is going to be today's outline. Number one, who is them? Number two, the story of how we were created. I first heard this story about a year ago, and it's taken me some time to absorb all of these new truths. This one is going to do a lot of, I remember this in you, and a lot of, is this for real? So just know that. But this is about you remembering. So on some level, as long as it's, it's, positive in nature it's making you feel good keep going and i would like to just interject right here for just a second with the, the concepts and the principles we're about to sorry the incepts that we're about to speak about this supports and goes along with ancient scriptures of all the fundamentals this is going to help add and fill in dots and blanks and spots where uh, hey some of those i don't know's this is all working together. Again, I just want to throw this in here as well. The King James Version of the Bible, Scripture generally, this was classified as a publication for the social public lunatics. There are, oh, no. there are <laughs> other books, again, that were removed from the book as we know it, the Bible. And I'm going to suggest for good reason, there's a whole lot of other information waiting, but that information would be literally out of reach for those that can't get their heads or their hearts wrapped around the general idea of the Bible in the first place. So you can see how this thing just keeps going in layers is what I'm trying to say. So there's a lot of layers that we're always talking about here. And this is why we were going to talk about the universal laws, maxims, and their scriptures. We are removing the scripture component of that this time. It was too much. We started to, we started to plunk it in. It's like, no, this is, it was going. The maxims were enough. So we are reserving the scriptural breakdown and how it all ties in as probably the last 
chapter of this particular part, because again, that is an entire episode and some by itself. So this is why we're calling this series part one. So today we're going to be talking about universal laws and their maxims. Now, before you start rolling your eyes and saying, oh my goodness, universal laws, I know about universal laws. No, you don't. If you knew about them, you would have everything you want and desire. So if you don't, you might know about them, but you don't understand them. And that's what we're going to give you some clarity on today. And when we start tying in some maxims, Darren went through these universal laws and these slides you're going to be seeing and to be able to have to go back and read, to go back to, we're talking about, you know, remembering the game rules and how this all works. What about the universal rules? Much bigger incept that we need to comprehend to be able to get to, again, where we want to go, loved ones. So we're also going to talk about storm forecasters. You know, we talked about the tornadoes and the stormers. Well, this is how you can forecast a storm coming to be able to divert or even negate it. How to become a storm whisperer. What to say. It's fine and dandy to be saying, okay, yes, there's storms around me. I don't know what to do. What do you say? We got lots for you in this course, as well as how to whisper to a high-pressure system of another. So if you find yourself in a Category 5 storm, you are going to know the words to be able to say. And so let's start. Who is them, loved ones? They are the light team. This is going to introduce to you your starseed family if you don't know who they are. This is the Galactic Federation. And I just, again, want you to feel this picture. Because if you go on the web and you start looking up Starseed Family, you're going to eventually see some very dark rabbit holes that you can go into. And just like the law of polarity, if there's light, there's dark. So we were very careful on the pictures that we chose for today's class. We didn't want you to attach to the face. So be very careful when you go exploring with who your starseed family is and the galactics that are stepping forward so that you are identifying how you need to see and feel their energy rather than what you were told and what you attached to. So this is why we try and remove the faces. When I, collect, when I connect with my team, it's... I don't even really focus on their faces. I focus on the level and the, the intention and intensity of their message. So when they're trying to really make sure I get something, I know when I have to get every word just right. And as long as I'm focusing on their face, I'm distracted. And that would just be a condition that we've all been programmed with. When we speak to someone, we usually speak to the face. You know, you don't speak to someone's back technically, unless they're running away from you for some reason. 
So we, again, we just have to be open. We need to be a little bit more um, vulnerable to new inputs, new ideas. And feel your way. If it's not feeling comfortable, because you can start exploring. This is going to activate so many light codes within you. You're going to hear certain species mentioned where you're, you just become electric. That's what happened for me. And you're going to go exploring, and then you're going to be like, ugh. So this is where follow. Let them guide you. Don't attach to the face. Attach to the feel. That's how the, you'll learn to identify with who's stepping forward is how they feel. Okay. And so here's the next images I want you to feel, loved ones. Look at this. There's no anger. There's no... There's lots of color. I actually asked Darren, I'm like, okay, so we got to bring in the light teams. I want you to start with Father, and then I need you to bring Jesus, and then the Galactic Federation. And he, I mean, he has a remarkable, and it's black and white. He's very limited in his colorings for you, family. So he's like, I can't draw this. It needs color. I would have did it in injustice. So... So we did the best we could. These were the ones where Spirit said, yes, this is how, these are the ones. The one on the left is from a child. Look at this. Feel the energies. Every movie on Hollywood about aliens is about them coming and destroying us, wanting our world, our resources. They come from places they don't need anything. We're here to learn to where we got to go, where they are. This is why, look at their faces. The ones that are stepping forward are very much like us. Um, the the Lyrans, they are very cat-like. That's why in a lot of the history, there's that um, characteristic that comes through. But nonetheless, follow these pictures. And if anything, try not, if anything, to attach to the pictures. If uh, Spirit... The Galactic Federation, these are the Royal Galactics, and we're going to be talking about that soon. They're the ones stepping forward and letting us know that they want to work with us. And this is not meant to be scary. The Deletes, that's their new name, just so you know. I didn't come up with that. However, it is very applicable. It's, I'm going to be using it every time. I was calling them Elites and like, as if they were something special. No, they're not. They're Deletes because they're on their way out. So, I can't remember what I was talking about. I was so charged about that. The colors and the emotions and the feelings versus the faces. Exactly. So, I just want to go on to our next slide here about the Royal Galactics. So, these Royal Galactics, these are the ones who have a vested interest in us, loved ones. So, when you talk about the light team, it's Father. Yes, at the top, number one. Number two, Jesus. However, and this was something Darren and I had to go back and forth on, the Royal Galactics, which is the Galactic Federation, they're very much on par with where Jesus is. Can you explain? So, again, we're talking about some pretty serious, substantially based light beings with gifts beyond our normal comprehension, ability, things of this nature. So we're going to interject and stick in right here that these special beings are probably not from here. There is a presence. There is an extreme difference, just like a, a new element showing up. Well, our periodic table doesn't cover this, so then where did it come from? Well, then it's probably not from this earth as we know it. And again, Scripture talks a lot about the Elohim, 
and the Elohim are going to break down into uh, a star cluster and four fathers. So, again, this is just an, 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 a one more example of open ourselves up. Don't be confined. Don't be restricted to what my Sunday school teacher used to pound into my head every Sunday. We need to be more than just that. If you do some research, go find the planet Elohim. It's in the Pleiades. So, you may have heard of the Royal Galactics, or this may be new. But the Galactic Federation, this is their bosses for Earth. For Earth school. That's it. Not anywhere else. Just here. Because, again, these founding forefathers, they had a vested interest. And you're going to see how much of a vested interest in a moment. So, they, they are... The original creators, there are galactic forefathers, our primary starseed family. And again, by creators, what we're suggesting here, I know we're using that word as, a, as a, a descriptive element, but what we're suggesting is they took and put the recipe together. The recipe parts were already here. That's provided through and for and from our ultimate highest creator. But then we had these worker bees this galactic family that came together and they started making things. And again, here's another that would support such a claim. If Eve was created by a single rib from Adam, I, well, I mean, I can kind of visualize through my shirt. I got more than one rib. I mean, yeah, they're all interconnected, but a single rib would imply that it came from a family of ribs. And they're probably of different shapes, sizes, proportions, characters, abilities. There's more, a little bit more to it than just what's on the surface. There's so, more, more bones involved. So give that a little bit of a scratch. You know, it's, it's this idea that, okay, there's this group of, 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 of so well-to-do races. And again, they're just trying to create something. Again, scripture says, let us make man in our image. That's plural, folks. I don't need to go farther than that. That means we're dealing with more than one something. And we're introducing you to them today, who these ones are. We are not saying that there were not other beings involved in the creation of Earth and had some input. But what we are saying is these four, they are your major and primary contributors. We'll fix that one. We're still working out the language. But until we switch the cons to the ends, we're going to do a transition here for you. And if anyone has been playing with that, switching the word out con for in, you'll find it works 99% of the time. The odd one won't really fit that well, but you know what? Just give it a chance. Breathe with it. Watch what happens. So open your hearts. This is why we did the meditation. Keep your crown open, all of your chakras if you have that ability, and just hear this information that's about to come in. With these four societies, they each had their own strengths, gifts, and their own weaknesses and shadows. The beings had shared knowledge with each other for eons. They incarnated back and forth into each other's worlds to learn new skills and lessons, but they had yet to experience a world in which they could practice and learn everything at once. Earth was intended to do just that, to be a third-dimensional world 
where teachings of the universe could be integrated into a holistic or healing manner. Now, before Earth was created, a being could experience polar opposite emotions independently, but not at the same time. So, for example, the birth of a baby. There's often reports of how you feel an overwhelming sense of love and fear all and protectiveness all at the same time. This is what makes Earth unique and our experiences here. However, the Syrians, the Palladians, the Lyrans, and the Arcturians, they did not expect to find that maintaining a balance between the divine and the feminine energies. Divine masculine Sorry. and feminine. Divine masculine and the divine feminine would be more difficult in a world where polar opposites were experienced at the same time. And this is why Earth was still very much an experiment. So with that, Darren already spoke about let us make man in our image. This has been a scripture that has been circled a few times. Who's our instead of my if it was father? So there's very much more than one image that's being involved in all of this. So please understand, loved ones and family, that we are speaking prior to Adam. This was before he was created. This is when they were working it out to make him. And it was important to that even though Father allowed these forefathers to be creators, to experiment, to take what they had learned in their societies, to be able to develop a, something greater than themselves. Father will always allow that. But it set the stage for Adam to come in. And we were, you know, I had to tap in going, okay, well, who gave Adam his breath? Who was it? And very much we both felt was, was father. Is that... The forefathers set the stage. Here's Earth. We've worked it out all out. Here's the game. It's ready to go. And Father goes. Whew. It's almost like an approval. You may proceed. Because nothing happens without Father's permission. This is what we know to be. And so, the Arcturians, they contribute. Or sorry. Uh, so yes, the, with Father's permission, Earth, as you can see from the screen here, was manifested from higher dimensions and was created from the four elements, fire, earth, air, and water. Okay, so who contributed what? Well, the Arcturians contributed their knowledge of sacred geometry and Earth from their world of Arcturus. Go do some research on that, loved ones. These are the smarty pants of the groups. Arcturians, they, they know some things. And this was a being that visited me when I was, before Darren even showed up, to remove implants from my body. Didn't say a lot, but when that being showed up, he was working. Very powerful beings. The Lyrans, again, these are the ones that have a little bit more of a cat-like face. They contribute their exceptional knowledge of technology 
and contributed fire from the lyran flame. The Palladians. I very much resonate with the Palladians. They have a, an, a special interest in mankind. They are all about teaching unconditional love, unintentional love. Ooh, do you see how that just changed? Unconditional to unintentional. But we have to get rid of the un. It's now intentional love. Feel that. Instead of unconditional, it's intentional love. Ooh. Oh, I like that one. Sister Monica felt that one. Just I got it. <laughs> so the Palladians, they contributed their knowledge of unconditional love, like I mentioned, and water from their home star system, the Pallades. Go do some, ooh, goosies. I, go do some research on the Pallades system. You might find Elohim there, just saying. But look at water. Any water sign is emotional. This is why. And the Syrians, they contributed their knowledge of nature and creativity and air from Sirius. So the Palladians and the Arcturians, I'm just going to go to my next screen here. They infused the four elements with their intentions until the elements infused together to create Earth School. Now, the Lyrans and the Syrians, they worked together to design and create the complex environment systems on Earth. And they seeded it with life. Whereas the Palladians, and, which are the lovers, and the Arcturians, they're the smarty pants, the intelligent ones. They worked together to design and create the matrix using universal laws. And it wasn't until I was reviewing these screens, it was just like, ah, uh, they're like, do you see? The whole idea was to create emotional intelligence. Look at that. To become emotionally intelligent. <laughs> okay, so what that's saying, family, is they made sure we had some primary universal laws so that we could remember how to become emotionally intelligent. And this is why Spirit said, remember the other rules too, not just the games. They are clues to helping you beat it. So it doesn't matter how much you've looked at universal laws before. As soon as it came up, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, universal laws. They're like, <laughs> and this is where they really are trying to let us see. Look at these laws, loved ones. The law of divine oneness, of energy and vibration, of action, cause and effect, attraction, relativity, polarity. We're not talking about gravity here. This is beyond that. There's lots of universal laws. These are the primaries. Just like there's lots of laws, and then there's the Ten Commandments. Same thing. So let's go through these. The law of divine oneness. This is the foundational law for all of the other laws, loved ones. You got to get this one or you're going to miss the other ones. 
You have to believe that everything exists, seen and unseen, and it's all connected. The law is activated when compassion is exercised and you believe in divine oneness. You have to accept that we're all connected, that what you do affects another, or you just don't care. So let's talk about your maxim on this one. So equity is a quality. Now, if we're really concentrating and focusing on source, father, creator, we're trying to get as close to that situation as we can. So if creator is the equality and equity is helping us achieve that, that's technically part of the working bridge, our life's stories, our life's histories, our life's events that help us put together this roadmap trying to find that, that equality, that equal, that, that the quality of life, the truth, and the way. So keep going back to our forefathers, loved ones. Why would they want us to learn the law of oneness? Very, very, very similar to the first commandment here, by the way. But when you think about that, why would our forefathers, our foremothers and fathers want us to know about oneness so that we know... Don't hurt your brother or sister. If you do that, it's going to hurt you. It's very simple. That's the whole like attracts like. This is why if you feed someone's tornadoes or their, their storms, you, you get a super storm. You have to be careful as far as what you contribute to the collective, what you're imprinting. That's huge. And this is why this is going to tie very nicely into our next maxim, which is the law of energy or vibration. Ooh, everything in the universe, loved ones, moves in a circular manner. Reminding you of anything? Including our thoughts, our desires, and our emotions. Each thought and feeling has its own unique vibrational pattern and it will attract and combine with other frequencies that possess the same identical vibrational pattern. This is how you collect shitty energy. If you don't want to feel bad, don't hang out with energy that is of a low vibration. It's very simple. And if you are amongst it, get up and say, excuse me, and leave. There is such great power in that, loved ones. You're going to learn. People are going to start picking up on that. Why did you like just leave and like not come back? I just I'm I'm trying to work on maintaining my energy and I just I just had to leave because it wasn't making me feel very good. And just know that moving forward, if I just don't feel very good about anything, I'm just gonna get up and leave. And they're gonna learn how to treat you. And every time you don't like what they're saying, just get up and say, excuse me, and leave. They can't feed from you if you're not there. But if you decide to engage with them, it's going to turn into a superstorm. Your thoughts are interconnected, loved ones. And you will bring the people, the circumstances, and the events to you of whatever you think about most of the time. So hear that. Whatever you are experiencing in your life, is what you are getting reflected to you from the universe on what you are thinking most of the time. So if we're focusing again on energy and vibration, these are inputs. 
These are things you invest in. These are things you acquire, you collect, you build. So equity does not require an idle gesture. What does that mean? Well, let's just look at the end of this maxim. An idle gesture means doing nothing. Idle, again, means you're kind of in neutral. It doesn't mean you're in reverse or forward. You're not going anywhere. Equity doesn't need you to not go anywhere. Equity needs you to put it in gear. If you've got to back up to get a larger picture at something, okay, great, throw it in reverse for a little bit, but don't go too far. Because the idea here is to get it in first and then get it into all the other gears, right? Like that's, that's, our life's, that's our life's goal. So if you're putting no energy, if you're sitting in neutral, if you're putting no energy, if you're investing no energy or vibration into your life, what are you expecting in return? Pretty good law for our forefathers to make sure we understood. Hey, family, you starting to see? Next our forefathers wanted to make us make sure we understood the law of action. What is that? The law of action states that we must take action in our lives, move to see changes happen. Every action or movement, however, creates a result. The law of action also says that if we do nothing, you get nothing. And avoidance will never make a problem work. Can you speak to that? So equity regards done as what ought to be done. This means even though you may have made a mistake, an error, an accident, or a fraud, <sighs> equity swoops in and says, hey, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Let's allow a space for this man or woman to fix themselves, get themselves cleaned up, maybe rinsed off, maybe a whole new man or woman, because that's what ought to have been done in the first place except they got a little bit sidetracked and they got a little bit deluded and a little bit deceived. So that's okay. We, everyone knew that was going to happen. So we're going to carry on the way it was meant to. And again, so the law of action is suggesting, hey, as long as you express some type of interest in a more fulfilling, loving life, equity says you ought to have it. The law of action means you have power over your future. And you can always change the now. Thanks, poor fathers. I think that's going to be a great one to learn. That's going to be feathers we need to develop. You can see why, though. Next one, the law of correspondence. Whoops, sorry. Sneak peek. Good thing it wasn't questioned. You got no answers on that one. <laughs> Okay, so the law of correspondence. The law of correspondence, I actually had to do another word for. Me and Google, we love that, another word for. Correspondence is another word for similarity or resemblance. Write that down. It's the law of similarity or the law of resemblance. So this law states that patterns repeat throughout the universe. On a personal level, depending on what you're emitting, you're imprinting, your pulse, and your reality is a mirror of what's inside of you at that moment. So when we talk about your outside world is a reflection of your inside world, it's in that moment. The law of similarity, or the law of correspondence says, if you're thinking this, you're going to get that. It's very simple. You think shitty, you're going to get shitty. 
if you think good, you're going to get good. Thank you, forefathers, for that one. So if you're thinking shitty, stop it. Change the vibration. Change your input or your output so that your outside world can reflect something different to you. This is the whole as above, so below, as within, so without. More simply put, how you're feeling is what you're manifesting. So in other words, your current reality is a reflection of what you felt in the past. So this is the time delay that we have sometimes with what we think versus what we're seeing. So if you're seeing something you don't like, don't, you might not be of a vibration where you can instantly change it. But as long as you stay in a higher frequency, you start keep doing the we, you start getting happy doing things. The law of correspondence must change. Your reflection will be different. So you become what surrounds you, loved ones. You are what you give attention to. This is why it's so important to become aware of who and what you allow yourself to listen to, to be around, because it's impacting what's showing up in your life. And I got a vision where I saw loved ones eating their lunches, for instance, at a, in a lunchroom. And they're listening to the chatter and just the low vibrations. And they're just sitting there going, oh, my goodness. And they're having conversations going, wow. Stop. When you're listening to it, your silence is a grant. So if you're not going to say something about that shitty vibration, get your ass up, go to your vehicle, have your lunch there, go to a park, get away from it. As long as you are listening to it, you are succumbing to its spell. There, there is a rate of absorption there that through exposure, kind of like radiation, uh, Careful. You might get burnt. Careful. So let's talk about this maxim here. This one is a little bit, feels like it's out in right field, but here's why. If we had the ability or the right or the interest to express something through a correspondence, would we do it? Well, technically, yeah, we do it. We do it all the time. As a matter of fact, we took it to extremes when we corresponded with a bunch of dark energy and shook hands with a stranger and said, yes, I wish to participate in that. Uh -huh. Now we're suggesting, hey, we got to fix that. we got to clean up that mess. And when we express that trust through a correspondence, you are now laying out a whole new dynamic where your life is going to change, not just you, but the other entities in your life. It's all going to do a 180. It has to. This is all what these universal laws are talking about. When you got energy coming in at a certain rate and a certain trajectory, if an outside influence bumps it off course and gives it a kick in the pants, you got a whole new direction now. Well, again, this is why we're suggesting your new direction in life, when you now input to make everything better or at least cast or shed light on something, this scenario or this procedure cannot fail as long as you keep putting that energy in nice segue to universal law number five the law of cause and effect that every single action in the universe produces a reaction no matter what every single effect 
within our world, upon our earth, has a cause and an original starting point. Something can't happen unless something starts it. So everything that you're experiencing in your, in your life is a result of how much past energy and emotions you invested into it. We've all heard about Newton's third law. For every action force, there will be an equal and opposite reaction force. Oh, you don't hear the end of this one too often, though. Physically, verbally, and mentally, there's different aspects of when you send an energy out, the flow and the manner that it transpires in. So that means that everything you do, loved ones, every word, every statement you make or hear, every thought that you are creating, it's making a record and it's emitting and transmitting. And based on that, you're going to get a positive or a negative feedback. So if you're getting a negative feedback, you're transmitting bad. You got to. And, so, and it's interesting if we were to consider the legal system and its, its fundamental process is to show cause. If you got a complaint, if you got a something, something's bugging you or something happened, you have to show cause. Cause, mean, cause means what happened and why do you feel like you're entitled to something? So equity imputes an intention to fill an obligation. This is cause and effect. If we go ahead and express that trust, like we were talking about the slide prior, now that that trust is expressed, equity is now going to step in and make, make sure that it gets looked after, that it gets seen on down the line as done what ought to be done. So you can see how this obligation, once you start this ball, imagine that little snowball on the top of a mountain, nice, warm, sticky day. You, ooh, it doesn't take long. And that ball's rolling, and it's got some momentum, and it'll knock down trees. It'll knock a house over. You don't want to get in its way, right? So, again, create a good cause. Create a better cause. Why? Well, because you want a better effect. Simple. You want better compensation. The law of compensation. Nikola Tesla said this best. My belief is firm in the law of compensation. The true rewards are ever in proportion to the labor and sacrifices made. So, loved ones, you're going to be rewarded for every effort, any energy you pay forward. Now, they, they said, you know, that whole pay it forward. Whenever we felt the pay, it just didn't feel very good. That's why we like forward giving, and there's power in that. So forward is suggesting we're taking energy, we're taking intent, we're taking interest, we're taking all kinds of equitable love, and we're wrapping it together. Mm. And we're about to do something with it. And because this was done with honor, integrity, grace, da 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 da, -da you're going to be entitled to a reward. Interesting how the word ward is prevalent here. Forward, reward, guardian, ward, relationship. When you make the mistake by volunteering to be a social citizen, you just agreed to be a ward of the state. Now we got to get rid of that ward position, and here we go. To get different compensation. 
because apparently as a ward you don't get a lot so this is what's beautiful about the law of compensation is that whatever you give you're going to get so if you give little you're gonna get little if you give more you're gonna get more and the awareness of this law is going to give us the ability to be able to see the negative and the positive payoffs for our being. I don't like actions. I don't like to act. I like to be. So whenever I make a mistake, okay, was what were the, res the what was the result? Did that did I learn something from it to be able to weigh it? The emissions and to be able to do course corrections. You can be midstream going, I don't like this payoff. Because men and women love payoffs. You don't do anything unless you get a payoff. It's built into us. Why? Because of our forefathers, the law of compensation. We know we have to invest into things that feed us, that give us energy. We just have to make sure that we're getting the right thing from it. Okay, so equity will not suffer a wrong to be without a remedy. If we're talking compensation, we need remedy and we, we need relief. Again, some have suggested that remedy is a pretty legal word. Fine, stick relief in there. Although they've got remedy right in the maxim. So here we go. So <laughs> the compensation part is this, though. The legal system will provide certain kinds of remedy. Uh, here, you get this. But you know what? The legal system doesn't really deal with fraud. Why? Because the legal system's built on fraud. The legal system cannot use itself to undo itself. Fraud is reserved specifically or exclusively for the equity jurisdiction. Equity has to swoop in and take over the moment the word fraud comes out of your mouth. So if you've created a mistake, error, accident, omission, any of these types of things legally, we need the grace and mercy of equity to come save our butts. And the moment we mention fraud, again, equity will take jurisdiction to provide that relief or that remedy, no matter what it is. But we need to focus on the fraud part of it. Number seven, the law of attraction. Now, this is the most popular of all the laws. And Albert Einstein said it best when he said, imagination is everything. It is the preview of life's coming attractions. Yes, it is. Well, here's the thing. How come what we're previewing is not coming? So we can't say that we understand the law of attraction if we don't have everything we want. But the law of attraction stems from the fact that at every second of our existence, whether we realize it or not whether we believe in the law of attraction or not it's in effect it stems from the belief that we possess the ability to breathe life into our deepest thoughts and desires but how we do that has been very hidden there is a process to it and this is why even you know when the secret came out so many people tried it but it failed why how could some people get their sight back and walk again whereas others couldn't there is something that has to be done. There, there's, there's blocks. Again, that knowledge has been removed. It's coming soon. I loved this saying that, that we came across today. I was like, and he loves Marcus Aurelius. 
It's just a character this one relates to. So I'll let you bring this up. Well, one. it wasn't just Marcus. It was the whole Gladiator movie, really. Yeah, <laughs> Maximus true. played a pretty cool part in that. So, you know, again, if the things we think of are about determine the quality of your mind, your soul takes on the color of your thoughts. This means careful what you're processing and feeling. If we live a life in these tornadoes, in these cyclones, in these vortexes, this confusion builds and builds and builds and builds and builds some more until the point where you're so freaking lost. Time to check out. Mm. Now, again, Father doesn't want any of his children to perish, which is why it's critical that, you know, what you bring about, what you think about most of the time will determine everything. So that's why you want to count. Here's the maxim. He who comes into equity must come with clean hands. Can you imagine if you're out there trying to attract something, do you want to be doing it with, with dirty, filthy, disgusting hands? What do you think you're going to get? Mm. Get those things clean. Get the intent behind your hands on a level where they're no longer practicing iniquity. You can literally leave your hands unattended, and they're not going to go reaching into the cookie jar when mom's not looking. Discipline, loved ones. Focus. So when he said your soul takes on the color of your thoughts, replace some of us were like, we don't, I don't even know what my soul is, Jody. Replace soul with my wings or my light coats. Your light coats and your wings will take on the color of your thoughts. And spirit came through. They are going to show you light coats. If you want to see the color of your wings, ask them to show you. Notice if they have color, how big they are. If they're missing feathers. Color, loved ones, just so you know, in these meditations that you're doing is so huge. I will start speaking to the different colors and what they mean and the different parts of your body they're associated to. They're all messages. All right, let's go on to universal law number eight, which is the law of perpetual transmutation of energy. Say that five times fast. It's a mouthful, but it has a lot of meaning. Energy is always transmuting. It is always transferring. It's always in motion. It's always changing. It's constant. Something can't be nothing. Hear that? Something can't be nothing. Even nothing is something. So your thoughts are going to determine your emotions, loved ones. This is actually a very profound teaching once you understand uh, your tornadoes, family. This is the whole cyclone. Your thoughts determine your emotions. Your emotions determine your behavior, whether you react or whether you respond. The difference between reacting and responding is responding. You take a moment to collect your feelings. And your behaviors determine your results. So if you choose to react, you're going to get the same thing. If you choose a moment to gather your thoughts and choose your words, your words and your emotions mindfully, you're going to get different results. So this thought, emotional, behavior cycle is going to create your reality, what you're manifesting into your world's loved ones. This is why we 
it, it all starts with this. This is your culprit. This is your tornadoes. And the more you mind your tornadoes, if you go around people with bigger tornadoes, your smaller tornadoes might get drawn into theirs, unless you're mindful of that too. Change your thoughts. You change what you're manifesting. Change your thoughts. You change what you're imprinting, what you're putting out to the universe. And it's not until you start with this that you have the ability to get different imprints and reflections from the world. I love this. Life doesn't happen by chance. It happens by choice and by change. That's why the definition of insanity is what, love ones? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Well, if you don't change, if you don't make different choices, nothing's going to change in your life. So if the equity here that applies is equity delights to do justice and not by halves. So if we're talking again about transmuting energy continue, continuously, this cannot be stopped. So what we're suggesting here is if you're going to do this, do it all the way. Equity is going to come to your aid and assistance. Don't just stick your toe in the water. What if it's cold? And what if, uh, I see how it instantly puts blocks, fears, doubts, all the... Just, Might be a cool breeze. Just jump. Just jump. Go, go, go. Don't do anything half-assed. The law of relativity. Everything's neutral. It exists in all things. And in the end, meaning comes... So meaning, again, meaning means your feelings or your attachments to things, people, and events. Okay, so we understand your meaning comes down to your perspective and your perception. And probably your proportion. So this is your belief system and the vibration that you are able to see things. So the more in 2 or 3D you are, the more limited view you have. Things in our life have meaning because we give them meaning. That's why something that might mean something to someone else doesn't mean something to you. Why is this? We're going to explain. Another way to describe this law is that everything in your life is comprised of relationships. You have a relationship with everything that means something to you, loved ones. This is huge. And your way of being or relating to that thing, it, it's the only reason it exists. Because if you didn't feed it, it wouldn't exist. If you didn't put energy into it, it would fail to be in your life. So if you have something in your life you don't like, you're feeding it. And this is why this law is so important. Our forefathers wanted us to know this because it, it represents the need for us to be challenged. That if we don't like something, we'll change it. Even if your relationship is fantastic, are you going to stay idle with that gesture? No. Or are you just going to keep going, right? There's always room for growth more, more, more. And again, this isn't a greed thing. Maxim, equity will not allow a statute to be used as a cloak for fraud. How does this relate to relativity? Well, if we've 
recently created relationships. These relationships are built on either fraud or truth. So if we've built a relationship on fraud, don't you think that we want to be able to undo that one? Yes. Why would we be bound forever to suffer in a relationship that we created for sin purposes? Uh, this is why they, oh, we need a second testament because there's no room for mercy or grace. So that's where this maxim comes in. Hey, let's undo the problems with the first testament, cure it in the second, and let's see what happens in the third. That sounds pretty amazing. Let's go to law number 10, which is the law of polarity. This one, this one took two slides. We had to speak to this because the law of polarity, 5D loves polarity. It's you're excited and scared all at the same time. You don't know how something's going to be ha to happen, but you trust. <laughs> it's that elevator, that roller coaster feeling, ah, that, that unknown. It's, but you're balanced within all of it. So let's, let's speak to this. This law states that there has to be an opposite to everything in our world for our universe to remain in balance. So in other words, everything has a duality and a built-in opposite that can't exist without the other. It's no different than the law being the shadow of equity. Law would not exist unless equity was there to shadow it. Same thing. So if one side has the potential to exist by the law of polarity, thank you, universe, for, and the forefathers for teaching us there's something other than law. The opposite also has to exist to create a full circuit. Paradoxically, I had to practice that a couple times today. These opposing sides are also the same because they make up the whole. So the polar ends are both extremes of the same continuum. So within that timeline, it's that extreme. It won't be the extreme within a different timeline. It's going to be within that circuit, within what you have to learn. And the polar ends, sorry, and they're just as alike as they are different. So, spare your brain. Here's an analogy. Consider a coin. The opposing sides of a coin appear separate, but they're two different sides of the same thing. And they're inseparable. So when you flip a coin, you could get heads, but there's always the potential that you could get tails. It's the potential for the opposite happening at any time either way the coin is whole so is the opposing sides they're all the same happening at one simultaneously now here's where this starts to come together why is this important why did our starseed family the royal galactics why did we need to understand polarity because you can't have one side of the continuum without the existence and the potential for the opposite end. If there's a positive, there has to be a negative. And we've spoken to this a lot. You can't have black without white, good without evil, wisdom without... No wisdom. No wisdom. 
birth without death, life without dark, happiness without sadness, health without sickness. There are polarities. And by this narrative, if you're happy, you have the potential to be sad. So stay happy. If you're sad, loved ones, if you're feeling alone, the law of polarity says you can also have the opposite effect. So the reason, again, this is so important because it gives us the extremes. And depending on what our mindset is, is going to be what is given to us. So if the law of polarity, I love this, always gives us both extremes and our mindset is what determines what, which extreme is delivered to our lives, the law of polarity gives us active or knowing choice and so this is where this maxim equity abhors the forfeiture comes in can you imagine if i've experienced a negative end of a polarity where i signed my life away and i've been living as a well, i don't know let's call it a fictional entity uh under the guise of taxation sickness death and all kinds of horrible things would i also not be again able to or ought to have the ability to correct that if you forfeited your life, well, we're suggesting equity hates it when we're tricked into giving our life away. But if you continue to volunteer to give your life away every day, equity is waiting for you, but it can't help you. It has to wait until you perfect something. Law of rhythm. Everything is cyclical. 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 It's another word for repeating and recurring. It's that change is always around the corner. The process of moving in and out of different phases of our lives, just like the seasons. So you can think of this law as the energy causing a pendulum kind of to swing back and forth. It doesn't just go a little bit and come back. It has to flow in equal duality. It encourages us, loved ones, to weather anything that we're going through because we know that if we're experiencing something, we're meant to master this rhythm. We're meant to overcome it so that we can go on to the next phase and cycle and rhythm of our life. And if the law of relativity, and we spoke about this one earlier, represents the need for us to be challenged, to grow, then the law of rhythm is the timing in which this has to play out. So rhythm, once you get to a certain level, you're going to jump. You're, you're going to move. You've invested enough energy for that timeline to jump. If you put enough effort into playing a musical instrument or dancing or developing this rhythm through your th thought processes and otherwise, Eventually, you're going to start acting on these things and you're going to become a better dancer. You're, you're music pretty soon if you can play a bunch of instruments. You're a walking symphony all by yourself, are you not? Yes. So the, 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 the maxim equity aids the vigilant, not those who slumber on their rights, is applicable to rhythm. Because once you start, you know, you're kind of waking up. You're not so sleepy. Movement. Wipe the drool off, whatever you got to do. But now you're starting to move and you're starting to exercise. You're expressing interests. Your birthright is something that belongs to you. All you got to do is say, hey, I'm going to develop a rhythm. I'm going to develop this whole 
process to be reunited with something I ought to have. But again, if you get halfway through a dance and the song stops, what do you do? Do you keep dancing or do you stop? These are some of the choices we need to consider. Keep dancing. <laughs> the law of gender. This one's interesting, loved ones. If you go do some research on the web about the law of gender, most teachers on this give disclosures that this has nothing to do with the sex or the gender of whether you're male or female. It represents the male-female energy. Spirit said, wrong. It has everything to do with you because everything has to do with you. When we hear and know of, for instance, parents putting on their children's birth certificates, they don't have a gender. These loved ones are confused. You're not thinking straight. Go back to your seat. Connect to father. You're imbalanced. And if that ruffles your feather, it's because you're out of alignment. And I'm going to hold that mirror and strongly. There was a great flood once to get rid of all the abominations. The Lord, our father, promised there wouldn't be another flood. So he kind of left it up to us to fix our abominations within ourself. Now, I know abomination is going <laughs> to going to disturb a lot of you. Now, here's the thing. The system had a large contribution on disrupting these beings and evolving them into things they are not. And this is why we present, if there is a med bed that you could go into that would reset you to the original agreement you made with Father, would you get in and do you feel you'd come out the same as you are now? Think about that. Because the ones that we see who have disturbances around genders, they're not stable. They have to go into fantasies. And here's one. Again, I just saw this on the, on the news out of the United States maybe a couple of weeks ago. I'm not, I don't remember her name or what her title was or where she She was speaking, I think it was before the Senate. She was making some kind of a statement about something. I don't even remember what it was. But one of the senators asks this woman, is it possible for a man to give birth? And guess what her answer is? Yes. Only things of this nature are allowed in the public. That public circus is a fornicating... Ugh, it is nothing but filth. They've made us confused. This is the point. They fed us things to give us hormones so that we play and act even more than we should so that we can not deal with the imbalances within us. Problem is a lot of this, this movie, this call it the gender movement. You know what? It's trendy and it gets you a lot of hits on Twitter. There's certain coffee companies that'll actually not give you benefits, but will give you a sex change if you wish. Come on. They're trying to dismember and disrupt us. It's all Satan's doings. 
So here's the thing, law of gender. This is why spirit's going, you need to know why we did this. Because it requires male and female energies in equal amounts and in balance to thrive. Tell a worker bee of, of all males to thrive. Tell a queen just to thrive. You can't, or just with a couple male worker bees, it doesn't work. They need to be in balance. They have to work together. Our world and our feeling and the amount of happiness and fulfillment that we have requires us to pull from male and female energies in any given situation. So when anything happens, we have to pull this. And if we have too many female or too many male, this is, for instance, in women, why we become too emotional. With men, how they be. They get stubborn. It's about bringing balance to these. And to if we have one that's stronger than the other, then we have to tap into that energy, as uncomfortable as it might be, and begin to develop it. Ask the little yous, where does this come from? It's probably a mommy or daddy issue just saying. So the maximum that applies here would be equity acts in personam. And why did we choose this one? Well, I'm going to suggest, loved ones, that the, the, the darkest abomination, the worst one of them all, is to act in person. Persons is this fictitious realm that allows a man or woman to be anything they want to be. I mean, yeah, we were told you can be anything you want to be. But I'll quote my brother. He lately, in the last handful of years, now he's just poking fun at the situation, I identify as a light brown female Por por porpoise with something, something, and another something, something. Now, who's going to express a statement that says, oh, Dean, you can't identify as that? Really? In the public world, you can identify as anything you want. So that's why I'm saying let's hit the eject button on that public realm because I don't want to be surrounded by this circus that's going on out there right now. And this is why the system accommodates for dead things wanting different titles. Yeah, whatever you, whatever you want to be. So, let's continue with the story of us and them, loved ones. Right let's after a pee break. break. Well, we're going to take. We're just going to finish off here just for a moment, and then we're going to go. So, our forefathers they ensured that we had natural laws in place to help guide and to track our progress so that we had the ability to learn, grow, and adapt on the fly if we wanted, very quickly if we wished. But we had to recognize and surrender to these basic fundamental laws. If we fight them, it's going to be a tough go, family. And so once the earth was created and seeded with life from our forefathers. Attention was now drawn to how our species and our race was going to develop as far as what we were going to look like, how we would live. And so the Lyrians, the Arturians, the Palladians, and the Syrians decided that we would contain their genetics, but also the genetics and the organisms living on Earth. The Palladians insisted upon us becoming mammals, as part of the unconditional love we were meant to learn, which was embodied by the element of water. 
The Lyrans insisted that men and women be motivated to work and survive. Because remember, we were a little bit too lazy before. So they embodied the element of fire. Those are those ones that are driven, that are just have that innate ability just to, well, they can explode or else they can use it for good. We have the Syrians, which insisted that, oh, we got to get rid of that word. I couldn't even say it. Insisted that men and women be creative and have free will embodied by the element of air. And the Arcturians insisted that men and women be ingenious, embodied by the element of earth. The Arcturians and the Lyrans contributed to the masculine form of the development of men and women. And the Palladians and the Syrians contributed to the female energy. So... Continuing here, we just got a couple more slides. The Earth's creators seated us first on one island. It was known as the island of Mu or Lemuria. Notice how that word feels, Lemuria, loved ones. If that activates anything in you, you're probably from there. Beings began to seed into human bodies from the Pleiades, Arcturus, Lyra and Sirius, but when they arrived on Earth, they realized a fundamental flaw. Experiencing emotions on Earth was very confusing. It was complex, and all they did was argue, not amongst themselves, within themselves. The first Lemurians spent all day wondering that they should create something beautiful or maybe do something useful if they should maybe gather food or build a shelter, but they didn't. All this pondering resulted in very little action. So the first men and women here needed to learn to integrate the new complexity of emotions before they could learn to balance the divine masculine and feminine. And so again, with Father's blessing, our forefathers decided, so these were the four, there should be a polarization in the population, allowing them to identify more with the divine feminine or with the divine masculine so that they could focus more on emotional evolution. For these reasons, a second island was created, the island of Atlantis. Feel that, Atlantis. Lemuria embodied the divine feminine and Atlantis embodied the divine masculine energy. And together, they were balanced and free-flowing. The Lemurians and the Atlanteans coexisted for thousands of years in divine balance while they supported the expansion of their collective consciousness. So this is a special tribute here to the Starseed Compass. We grabbed a lot of their information and then upgraded it from there. But this is going to set the space for you to understand what had to be worked out before Adam just came here. It wasn't that simple. There were Petri dishes that needed to be created and mixed throughout all of the star seeds to be able to create a whole new atmosphere. One that was tangible, where you could touch and feel. Dense, it was heavy. There's no other school or place of existence like earth in all of the universe 
That's why we're the zoo. Everyone watches us. This is why everyone wants to get here and why there's a waiting list. But we keep screwing up here. And we keep not learning and remembering what we're supposed to do. And our forefathers are going, hi. Okay, so now we're showing up. We're going to be coming into your meditations. We're going to be introducing ourselves through divergence. We are going to be making a presence so you can tap into our energy so that when you are presented with your storms and the storms of others, you can feel and engage our powers. So family, take a little break. We'll be right back. Okay, Valley, here we go. This next portion, you're going to very much enjoy because you're going to start seeing some of Darren's cutie patootie drawings. Your fridge is going to be covered here in no time. <laughs> These ones are great. So explain what you wanted to bring in with this one. <laughs> okay, so again, if, if this is a little bit harder to see what you got, what we got going here, this is a version of a cyclone or a tornado or a vortex. So we got this energy that seems to start from no one really knows where it kind of just starts way in the back here we are calling this the high pressure storm systems so this thing just spins and it gets bigger and bigger until it explodes with the ah, right and there's a lot of variables mixed in here there's confusion there's i don't want to say hate but a lot of times there's hate there's a lot of misguided energy there's just uh, this is what we would call a Category 5 storm, or it's just a mess. Now, again, when you blow this up, it has a larger sense. But, again, this there's a lot of layers here. There's a lot of history. There's a lot of energy built up, and it all has to come out. And this is kind of what these high-pressure storms look like. This is kind of what we're facing. You're going to notice a lot of Darren's drawings are like the Where's Waldo. And the more you look, the more you're going to see. <laughs> and so with that, let's get into it, family. Let's talk about how to be a storm whisperer. We've talked about how to do this. This is going to break it down on a level you've never heard it before. So first of all, we need to be able to identify and calm our own storms first. Please see Law of Correspondence and the Law of Attraction. This is what's beautiful. And also the, the law of cause and effect, same kind of thing. As soon as you start identifying your storms and doing something about them, there will be a different result. So once we start identifying our own storms, instead of sitting back and identifying the storms and others and attacking their storms, which is just going to bring out our storms more. Do you see how we don't do that, family? Why? Because we stay in our lane. That's why. So... By applying the fourth law of correspondence, your current reality is a reflection of how you felt in the past. So this gives us the ability to be able to hold our own mirror. There is great power, family, in being able to hold your own mirror, to be able to look at yourself, to see what your storms are, what your triggers are, what things are working for you, what things are not working for you. To be able to look at the law of attraction to, and to know, okay, well, I've been getting this because I've been thinking that. So I'm going to think this so I get that now. And I'm going to stay this as long as I need to until I get that. 
It's really that simple. And so this is why the little you meditations are so powerful. They will show you, loved ones, what your storms are, what your, storm, their, your triggers are reminding them of. I have meetings with my little yous back. I've very much made peace with all of mine. But back in the day, I would, I'd have meetings of two, three, four show up. And you're going to notice the older ones stand back and it's the little ones that step forward because they're very vocal. They have no problem expressing themselves and telling you exactly what it reminds them of. They have, and less, who. They have less fear. And bless their hearts. But this is about now bringing all of them and making peace with all of them. They will show you, again, what it reminds them of. This is where the pain, this is the impact point. The laws spoke of this. This is where it all starts. If we go back to the start, all of this, if we make peace with it, it just doesn't happen. It doesn't show up in our field anymore. And the other thing, a storm whisperer, once we identify the different types of storms that can happen, we can develop the perfect whispers to lull any future storm to sleep. Think about that. That's what a storm whisper is about. If someone comes in, roar, and they, you, you just do this, angels engage, wings engage, and they all of a sudden lose all their power. Mm. That's what we want to teach you today. So, first of all, you have to become a four- a storm forecaster. Now, you can be a negative storm forecaster or a positive storm forecaster. And we're going to tell you about the differences between that. So a positive one is someone who can quickly identify their triggers. So remember when we got the vision of, or the angel showed how something will happen and we, all of a sudden, there was a jolt. Remember the, the loved one that was in the wasteland and the angel walked by in the dust and the, there was a jolt. The jolt is the, this reminds me of something. Understand that. That part that the angels were showing, this is the, that energy is in me. And then when you look down, that's where choice comes. You're either going to reach down and you're going to take it to your heart center or you're going to jolt, you're going to see it and go, I usually reach down and I grab it. But I'm not going to do that this time. I'm going to choose to instead, I can feel the emotion, I can feel it right here, I'm going to choose to let it move through me and I'm not going to attach to it. This is where a storm whisperer engages their wings. This is where you learn not to listen to the noise anymore. There's so much noise in the 3D land. We need to just almost put little angel muffs, angel ear muffs on. <coughs> Don't listen to it. Walk away. Get out of those energy fields. Listening to it is, you might as well be in there eating your lunch and just going, yeah, mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It doesn't change. So this is why we have to control our emotions. So we do this by engaging the law of relativity. The law of relativity 
is knowing I don't have to attach to this. I don't have to give this meaning. I don't have to attach my emotions to this similar energy. And this is really big family because, you know, Darren and I, we, we had to do a little bit of a drive here not too long ago. And we were talking about, okay, control your emotions. Ugh, we don't even like that word. In troll. And just look at that word. Instead of control, in troll. That means I'm going in and trolling. And how appropriate to see what's working and what's not. So the goal we're learning from Earth School is not to be emotional. Emotional, the E means extra motion. So whenever you think of emotional, it's extra emotions that are put into a situation. So I was like, okay, well, Darren, if we're not supposed to be emotional with extra motion, what are we supposed to be? And he said, in motion. So you can see, again, this is a whole different direction. This is a whole different way of investing your equity interests, <laughs> your energy. You're going to be able to manage and maintain, and you're going to be able to whittle out or not be so worried about things that really don't have an effect. Focus on the important stuff. Don't focus on the carbohydrates. And when you think of even in motion, this is the whole, it, you feel it, but don't attach. Spirit taught me this a long time ago because I was a very emotional being. I would feel things, and I said, feel it, and this is the whole, you're, you're looking at it. You're either going to engage, which is you make it about you, or you're going to let it move. A professional boxer isn't going to stand in one spot expressing emotions while he's getting punched. He's going to be moving around. He has to find that rhythm. And by finding the rhythm, you're going to find space that wasn't there before. So here's another positive storm forecaster one who can identify the storms in others and then choose words and ways of being to either diminish divert or completely negate these disturbances altogether now we're going to talk about negative storm forecasters hang on these are people who pre tell their excuses and disclosures to preload the situation with emotions, defenses, and offenses on why they couldn't do something or don't have to do what anyone, everyone else has to. So Darren actually brought a lot of light to this for me because he was bringing it in. He's talked to me about this before and I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to get you to talk about it because I really just don't have a lot of experience with this in my life. And he just came up to me and just gave me this little hug. He's like, oh, honey. He's like, you've had so many negative storm forecasters. You just didn't know. And I was like, I didn't, again, the seed was planted, the, the, the light code was given, and I had to sit with that. And the more I brought this course in, I, Darren saw me, I was just rocking myself. I'm like, how did I miss that? Wow. 
So here it is. This is why people forecast why they can't do something. This is essentially to create a buffer or a zone which they can control so that the audience that's listening is forced to either take a step back and to gauge the situation, the storm. So number two, so you can't come down on them because they have too many problems. Too many problems. Or, you know, oh, that individual, look, they're so pissed off. I better not engage another situation that causes more pissed offness. So it forces us slash the audience to completely live this false way of being. We're compensating for their inadequacies. Why? So that they can maintain their illusion until it's safe to come out. And so that no one is mad. This is to test whether or not they have to upgrade their category. And this is going to possess and put all kinds of new nuances into the situation, again, that they can control. So when they realize that you're just not buying into their forecast, a lot of these stormers, as we're going to call them, they'll upgrade their category storms. This is when you're going to start seeing tantrums, hurt feelings. Per I'm personally offended by what you said to me. Look for those ones. And people who any time they start talking, it's excuses. Excusing what just happened, their busy day, how much they have to work, what they just had to do. It, it's exhausting listening to these ones. So again, so you can see right now where, oh, I had to work so hard my eight hours today. It's almost like then don't, don't you dare ask me to do any more work. You see how they just created a bubble? Of don't, don't tread on me. Don't trespass. Don't. I'm a mother of three. Oh, don't poke it. A, a tired. No. Uh, uh, interesting. A mother who has no energy in her cup. We've learned not to poke these mama bears. But here's the thing. You're not doing something that is in balance with what you need to be doing. That's why you can't get mad at people that holds mirrors saying, that's not working for you, brother or sister. So these negative forecasters, they will actually suck in your emotions. They will steal your energy. These forecasters so that they can fuel their next move because they don't have enough energy. They're coming in. They have to disclose so they can take your sympathy transaction Ooh, hear that. So they can't suck in your emotion until you buy into their sympathy transaction. Oh, look for yourself when you do that. Oh, oh, they're this. Oh, well, they have that. Problem. Oh, well, as soon as it starts with, oh. I hope you get a lightning bolt to know who's forecasting to take your energy because they don't have enough of their own. They have to steal yours. Now, this tactically is a very, very good move for the narcissists because now they're consuming your energy while they've got theirs on reserve. Hmm. Who's going to run out first? See? And look at number six. Once they start feeding off of you, so you go... Transaction approved, engage, suck my energy. You're going to run out 
before they do because they're not touching their fuel. They're burning yours. Oh, Darren said that I just did a pen drop. I needed, I had to get up from my chair and walk around on that one. I was like, wow, what a beautiful, it's brilliant transaction. But again, it's dysfunctional feeding. Narcissists are pretty smart. They've got a pretty good grip on how to orchestrate their spider web of ways of doing things. So don't, don't take on these individuals head on. They're more prepared than you are. This is why it feels like you could never win with them. And why at the end of these storms you come out of, you walk away feeling depleted and completely with no energy. So Darren spoke to this. Narcissists include a narcissist. If you think about yourself all of the time, you're a narcissist. Very simple. Very simple. This includes active three, four, and five category stormers. And I mentioned this earlier. The reason this course came in before even the universal laws was because it was very clear. There are many, and they're saying millions of women around the world that are in very violent situations with angry little boys, beta boy men. Forbid you're ever with an alpha who has unresolved issues. You're going to feel it even more. That these women are feeling trapped. They feel helpless. They're desperate. And these starseed children are in the mix of all of this. These women have no idea what to do, how to diffuse these situations. And they feel that their lifeblood is being sucked from them. I cried when I bring, brought that vision in. I was, how do, how do we how do we help? What do we do? So this is for the, you know, you hear there's givers and takers in life, loved ones. These are the takers. And we're not talking monetarily. These are the ones who specialize in capturing your life energy, sucking from you whatever they can. Relationships that require constant, because it is a con, constant emotional maintenance. I was in a relationship where you had to tippy-toe around these ones. They're known as you have to tippy-toe on eggshells. You can't say certain things, especially when you're fighting with them. And even if they're not in your presence, they seem to always be able to feed and drain your energy. Welcome to Chords. They're the hotheads, the yellers, the throwers. We're going to hit this again because guess what? There's a lot of hotheads, yellers, and throwers. And we're going to be engaging the light team and the angels. So you're not going to have as much power anymore, buddies. We're going to smack you with wings. And we're going to introduce an energy to these low-category stormers they haven't felt before. So mothers, women, children, pay attention. We're going to give you some very needed tools that's coming through from your forefathers that's going to give you the colors and the coding and the energy you need to do what you have to do to get out of the situation you're in. And so how do we deal with these stormers and ragers. Look at this. So again, <clears throat> this is just an expounded version of that other storm coming at you. When you see this energy brewing, 
And again, these narcissists, they're masters at taking a little bit of energy from you to feed that fire until it grows exponentially and it is right out of control. So this is kind of what facing an argument with a narcissist kind of looks like. We got, we got a lot of downward pressure. We got teeth in here. We got a lot of, a lot of I want to say violence, but you know what? We got a lot of misapplied love energy. Let's just call it that to the point where it doesn't even exist. This is just raw confusion. It's, it's abnormal. It is behavior unbecoming a child of God. This is Satan's children's behavior is what we're looking at. And again, I'm going to throw it out there that every one of us knows at least one or two, if not five people that fit this motto or this profile. So again, we got to figure out a way to how do you navigate this mess? Well, there is some secrets to this. Okay, so I wanted to blow that up so you could see it. Yeah, there's some secrets coming in. Here's the next one. I'm going to blow this one up for you, loved ones. Okay, so when you got the, this guy, he looks like, he's not throwing, but he's close to throwing. He's definitely verbalizing some stuff. A lot of tornadoes, a lot of... In a storm. So let's say this guy's about a category 3.5. So what does an individual do to ground, center, focus, not absorb, deflect, recycle, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We're suggesting you find that little place. If you have to close your eyes for a moment, go ahead. Start saying these little prayers. Coming up. Can you imagine? You got a screamer screaming, spitting on your face. Find the courage to just take a deep breath and say words like this. In this very moment, I call upon the loving energies of all my angels sent by my fathers to shield and guide us to love each other in this moment of need. But, but here's, the, here's the cool part. Whisper these little prayers. When you got someone screaming, reply or respond with whispers. You, you're not allowed to talk. You ever notice as soon as you start yelling back, what happens? Oh. Ah, this is the greatest fight. This is the greatest moment of control. You're either going to gain it or lose it. Forfeit it. Give it away. Stop screamers with whispering. So we're going to start with number one. You have to split their storm. You have to take away the power of the tornado by going right through it. And that's going to take a very courageous and bold man or woman to be able to do that, to walk right into the middle of it and storm whisper it. Now, we've talked about high pressure systems and low pressure systems, but we want to give a little clarity to change that for this scenario now. So high pressure systems are going to remain the same. It's that volatile, raging, out of control emotions. But we're going to change the low pressure systems, which are more, before we were comparing them to the more depressed and moody and, you know, unmotivated energy. Not confident. Yes. So we're going to change that scenario that the low pressure systems are now the calm emotions, the gentle kind, centered, they're at peace, grateful, forgiving, and understanding. So you got the ragers, 
And then we have the low pressure systems, which are just like this image, the ones that are at peace. Because here's what we have to remember. The high pressure systems are emitting and imprinting the lowest vibrational impact. We think because they're raging, they have high emotions and they're having a big effect. No, they're not. Which is why the display has to be so grand to convince you. Low pressure systems, which are calmness, centeredness, the, the, at peace, being in a loving, forgiving energy field, that's a high vibration. That's what trumps theirs. If you stay in that space, they cannot maintain a low vibration amongst a high vibration. Why? Because technically you just stopped their feeding cycle right here. They're not interested in loving prayers, angels, Heavenly Father, things of this nature. No. They want to get fed by you. So what you need to know about these ragers these stormers and high-pressure systems. Number one, if you're going to engage in them, you have to do the complete opposite of what you always have been doing. If you want different results, you can't keep doing the same thing. See the law of polarity, loved ones. This is where you can exercise an active choice to do something different. Number two, you need to know the power of a whisper. In a high-pressure system. So let's just talk about the whispering, you know, portion here for just a minute. Um, which actor was it uh, with the horse, horse whisperer guy? He's oh. A, anyway, did he walk up to uh, did he walk up to the horse and yell in the horse's ear? No. See kindness. Proper approach is critical. Presence. You can't approach a horse that's out of control. If you're thinking about uh, a worry and fear that you have in the future, horses, they're one of the most spiritual beings. So here's the power of whisper. Number one, whisperings bring balance to the moment. If they're screaming and you're whispering, what happens, loved ones? balances it forces the audience to get quiet they can't hear you better yet they actually have to come to you what are you saying excellent as long as they're coming to you you can divert and direct them and they're coming to you because they want to feed and this is why it's important that the power of your whispers only be of a high vibration brothers and sisters robert redford style there it is. You can't be saying, please, angels, help him learn how to control his anger and all of his little yous that he is not clearly going and having meditations with. Oh, dear Lord. No. We're going to be talking about that. Mm-mm. Again, stay in your own lane. So warning. Once you engage a high pressure category five, Storm, as soon as you yell, it's game over and you lose. And again, you'll notice this is a competition of frequency or decibels. Whoever's the loudest wins. Whoever came up with that bullshit 
Come on now. Ridiculous. But this is what the public system teaches us to do, to compete with everything and everybody, your family, your neighbors, all of it. So know this. As soon as your whisper goes to a talk, you are about to lose. Bring it back to a whisper. This is new information, but if you want to engage high-pressure systems and win, you must follow these instructions from your forefathers. This is not us. This is them saying how you need to do this. Because as soon as you yell, you have to work twice as hard to recover. And you actually have to maintain control while you recover. Well, you got a storm raging against you. Do you see how the odds are not in your favor, loved ones? Keep the odds in your favor. Your explosions are what they want. Like Darren said, that's what, mm, yeah, get mad at me, yell at me. That's what they want. It's the quickest way to deplete you and the quickest way to give them their hit. So when you deny their feeding, when you deny their hit, you know, a couple of things are going to happen. We know that. That's coming. But at least you're changing the dynamic or the flow of the situation. You'll find that the narcissist did not expect you to just hunker down, find a resonance that's peaceful and calm, and stay there. They've never seen this before. You just caught them with their pants down. They don't know how to react to what you just did. So here's what else you have to know about the power of a whisper. It provides a quiet space for you. In a storm. So when you're in it, and we've all been in it, the ability just to know this is what I choose to do, and this is why I'm engaging, and these are my intentions, and this is why, and you just keep whispering to it. Now, here's the thing though whispering does not mean silence. This was my go-to when I had a yeller. I would just shut down. That was my thing. That was my go-to. Silence is acquiescence, is acceptance, which is agreeance, and no. Okay. So what he just said was when you're silent or you shut down, you lose because you're saying you agree. This isn't turn the other cheek. This is you just sitting there taking it when you ought to object. And you can object by staying calm, centered, focused, and start whispering. So shutting down or the silent treatment, like Darren said, is a form of agreeance and acceptance. It will feed their storms because it's going to irritate them that you cut off their feeding. The law of action states that we must take Action in our, in our lives. We must move if we want change to happen. So silence is really missing an opportunity. It's not exercising your trust in the higher powers, in your ability, and in the higher powers that are surrounding you. And so that's why, loved ones, we talk about being bold as a lion because change requires courage. It requires you doing a new form of application. If you keep doing the same things, you're going to get the same results. So 
this is what's beautiful about being bold and choosing to engage your angels because as soon as you engage your angels, you engage all of the light team. So let's talk about how to whisper to high pressure systems. So if you find yourself in a category five storm, here's what you do. Number one, center up. What does center up mean? Ground and breathe. That's where you always start, family. You ground and you breathe. Start with your breathing and just ground. Then you're going to engage your light and your intent for peace. I love this. So engaging is the law of action. Your light and your intent for peace, this is your law of compensation. That you're going to be rewarded for your good efforts. If you come in peace, loved ones, you automatically engage the angels. When you're engaged in angels, good things happen. And when you're engaging your wings, so when we talk about engage, first engage your wings. Spread your own wings. Start with you. You always do. Then you engage the wings of all the protectors around you. And then you hold. Hold, loved ones. It takes, it, takes a, it takes a lot less to hold it once you get there. The trick is to get there. So feed from source. Let the light and the angels protect you while you whisper sweet somethings. You're not whispering sweet nothings. You're whispering sweet somethings. And so this was a very important part to realize. And I'm going to be showing you a picture here in a moment. Actually, I'll just show it right now. So Darren, A, in this state of being, it takes very little oxygen or energy to maintain. B, you will be able to fill your cup and not be drained. So you're switching the power positions when you engage the angels. And this was the most beautiful, I think, message that Darren brought in. When you engage peace to disarm a storm, your angels just showed up. They sort of have to. That's their mission. They're here to protect us. But if you don't call on them, if you don't ask for protection, don't assume they're just going to do it. Why? Because the last time they watched you in this situation, you yelled back. You threw something as well. You kicked and punched and spitted and did all the same crap. They're not on standby for that type of rescue mission. They disengage. They disengage. They have to just sit back and shit. Because you sunk too low to an energy field they can't help you in. When you engage them, you're coming up. That's why they can meet you. So if you decide to throw things and get and yell, your angels, you'll feel them. And you, the energy, woof, the energy in the room, you're going to get sick to your stomach because you will know the moment they left. When you call upon your light team, you're bringing them into the storms. They are waiting. Again, this is what the caption is reading. You are invoking. Invoke. What does voke mean? Well, it's half of vocable, as in speak. So if you don't in-speak it, it's not going to happen. Again, the power is in the word. Yeah, the written word is great, maybe mightier than the sword, but it's the spoken word that creates. Okay, so let's go to number four. 
How do we keep whispering to these high-pressure stormers? Number four, visualize the energy that the stormer is projecting as circling around you and diverting right back to them. And it was interesting because actually Darren, when he was first drawing, he did a, a picture where he was encouraging the loved ones to draw the energy into them to transmute it. And here's the thing, loved ones, we aren't at that level. We aren't storm chasers and whispers that are able to transmute that quickly. And this is why spirit, we had to change the drawing even, and you're going to see it because we had to not let you loved ones feel you. It was your job to take on this shitty energy that they're projecting at you and to send it back with love. That's not your job. Your job is to go, your problems are not my problems. Here you go. Right back at you, sweetheart. And here's my forces and my angels engaging so that your problems don't merge and blend with mine. There's another story I've got. This is a true, this actually happened uh, a number of years ago, again, out of the United States, something where burglars broke into a, a man and woman's home. They corralled the family you know, tied them up and sat them down in the living room as they were going to go do their burglaring things. And then the family, all they all just started to pray. And they all kind of just probably whispering and found their little center up spot. And this is how this story ends. The burglars literally just put their shit down and they left. They knew because this family was invoking and bringing in a power that they weren't prepared to deal with. And yeah. they, they literally hit the eject button and they ran away. Wings engage of all kinds of dimensions. This is so powerful. And this is why if these stormers, they keep beacon, keep sending their energy back to them. As long as you don't attach to it and boomerang it, your energy is never going to run out. I love the saying, as long as you don't bite, they won't eat. That one just came in today. I love it. As long as you don't bite, they won't eat. So trump their energy, loved ones. And it was interesting, too, because these hotheads, these stormers, when they're at work, they're still feeding from you. Why? Because they're thinking about you. That's why your energy goes like this in the day. They start their day with re- Kindling the war. Engaging all other wars. To maintain the shit show. Including you. Takes a lot of energy. And so while they're at work, trump their energy by continuing. When you, whenever you think of them, they're engaging a cord. So know this. Even if they're not in your presence, as soon as you think of them, they're sending you energy. So just go, mm, mm, thank you, but no thank you. I'm just going to take that and send that back to you with love. And I'm going to send that back to you saying, I am not your source and you are not mine. Source is my source. And the angels and my galactic family are protecting me at this time to remind me when these energies come to me and I must return them back to you. Heart emoji. Loved ones, keep doing that. And here's the beautiful thing about that as you send that back to them 
with hearts and these beautiful encoded messages, they actually start to feel better. They're going to come home with less storms because you're actually feeding them in a way that is nourishing them, not where you're a source for them. This is true subrogation, souring the milk where they have to push the eject button, find another source of eating. Because you don't taste as good anymore for some reason, so they're going to be careful the next time they want to take a bite. Excellent. You don't want to taste good to anyone, right? This is a good thing. So soon the stormers, they're going to have to push the eject like we talked about. They're going to have to shut down. They're going to leave. They're going to have to... Come up with a new plan because they weren't expecting this from you. How do I deal with whispering? Oh, yelling doesn't work. What am I going to do angels? now? Angels? She, she brought in angels? What am I going to do? Whisper back? That's not fair. Oh, it's, let them be in a little angel storm. Excellent. Angels and your storm. Beautiful. This is, again, per, part of what Scripture is talking about when Father says, hey, leave the revenge up to me. Well, where's, where does that start and end? Or how do we kind of get, how do we start to control that? Well, we're defining it right here. Step back, allow the angels to roll in heavy and disarm everything in your path. Literally knock the mountain out of the way. You do that, first of all, because the angels aren't going to show up until you get to a certain level. And they only show up when you get happy. When you start trusting, no matter what, even when the tests come, you stay in your happy bubble. You don't worry about everyone's chaos thrown around you. You stay centered. You stay connected. Stay in your seat. Keep breathing. Yeah, the plane's going down. Things are flying around. It's okay. Just stay there. Await further instruction. They will test you. You have new rules of engagement. So, of course, they're going to be like, okay, well, where are your boundaries now? How much do I have to push you until you engage another feeding? So you have to be prepared for that. And the higher category storms you've allowed in your life, the more you're going to have to pull from your spiritual toolkit to fortify yourself and stay strong with your angels. And that's what's beautiful about all of this is you have powers, loved ones, you don't know about. We're going to talk about the power of a white hole. We talked about black holes, vortexes. Well, we know because of the beautiful universal law of polarity, there has to be an opposite. When Darren's drawn all these people just squirrely eyed, well, what's the opposite of that? Well, it's a vortex made of crystalline light that's protected and charged by the angels and the Galactic Federation of Light. Now we're talking. Oh, okay, we've been in this game. There was no one mention of white holes in our 4D. Never mind, 3D. Well, guess what? They're there. You just have to visualize them. Imagine them sucking and swallowing up these storms of others. Here's the interesting thing about Satan. He's not a good partner. He'll cheat on you the first chance he gets. What do you mean by that? Well, when the rager and the stormer are rolling in with all the dark forces and all the dark angels, 
and you and and that rager ramps up it starts the storm as soon as you whisper and invoke and call in the angels the light team you know what happens to that rager's satanic support staff they book it they leave hey they do a mic drop they do a mic drop and they leave the rager on stage with their pants down all by themselves spotlight on we're not taking on a white hole are you kidding Mm, not a good place to be for the stormer. Visualize this, loved ones. You were able to see the vortexes, now see the white holes, these crystalline vortexes surrounded by the Galactic Federation that are feeding their light saying, send anything you don't like here, honey. And here's why. <laughs> and, here's why okay. and here's why that dark support staff, again, this is why they eject. Why? Because they are facing extinguishment. They have this innate nature. They want to survive. They will literally sneak and run away. They already know they're on the losing team. They're going to abandon their host. And now you've got you whispering, praying, invoking all the angels and all the good stuff. Sending all the dark things to the Galactus to take care of that you don't know how to. Do you see what just happened to this situation? You're a storm whisperer. You just soured the stormer's watering hole. So it was pretty hard to draw a white hole or squiggle out or a white hole. I was like, draw me a white hole, honey. He's like, um, <laughs> how do I do that? <laughs> <laughs> but we did a pretty good job. I'm going to blow this up here for you, loved ones. This is, here, this is the white hole. So... A storm whisperer can deal calmly with any storm. All you got to do is just let the light team turn on the love vacuum and suck up all the darkness. That's what they're there for. Engage them. So now we got our angel shop vac storm vacuum with an infinite power supply. It doesn't need filters because look what's coming or a plug. out. You see a plug? It doesn't need it because as it's sucking up the filth, Look what's coming out of the top of the vacuum. Again, any vacuum or discharge of volume in terms of air pressure, what's going in is coming out the other end. Basic physics. And hearts. So now, so now we're sucking up filth and we're blowing out hearts as exhaust. Sucking up filth and blowing out hearts. There's a hashtag for you. Feel that though, loved ones. This is why Darren had to change this. Is the vacuum was eventually going to be able to be you but don't attach to that just know you got to bring in the angels at this point eventually you will become a master storm whisperer don't you worry the angels are going to show you how to do this by invoking them but for now let them do it and i wouldn't be surprised in the first experience you have with storm whispering if you actually feel this overwhelming sensation and you actually start to break down and cry right in the middle of your whispering. Now the yeller and the rager and the stormer is going to, wait, 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 you're not supposed to be crying yet. What's going on? Again, the dynamic just changed. But you know what? When you, you're going to find this place of inner peace while you're sobbing with joy, not sorrow. Empowered. You're going to be, this is the polarity. This is 5D at its best where you are crying, bringing in these higher entities, knowing I'm doing something different. I'm invoking new powers and ways of being because I want different 
results. I can't keep doing this. It's beautiful. Okay. We don't have too much more, family. So, number seven. Do not whisper anything about the instigator, the stormer, or what they're doing. Please be very, very mindful of this, loved ones. This is your only part of this strategy that could backfire. As soon as you start even whispering accusatory or, well, yeah, you're not that smart either. You know, you can't, <laughs> you can't do, you can't. Don't do it. Don't speak about them at all. Hunker down, put the bubble up, and only talk about yourself and your angels and how good you're feeling right now at the moment. Don't, don't, don't start to describe the accuser or the instigator. That's a trap. If you talk about them, you bit, they're being fed. It's that simple. So this is why number eight, we need to enter. Oh, wow. I just went way over that. Whoa. Sorry about that, loved ones. Uh, number eight, the power of them, which is our galactic forefathers, the royal galactics, and what you whisper. So first of all, this is how you engage the storm of another one. Show the storm or show the stormer that you can do a live meditation. That's what you're doing. The moment you start whispering, you literally just started meditating in the middle of a storm. Who has the balls and the ovaries to do that? You do. Especially when you begin to see a storm brewing, loved ones. This is when you start to engage a live meditation. Try it. Catch the storm at category one. Don't wait for category 4.5 to try this. New. Start whispering about the power of breathing and the importance of it. How you do a white bath meditation. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you might want to go and check out our white bath meditations. Talk about topics surrounding safety, peace. Love. And also start whispering about the angels. Begin sentences with, I trust in this. I know this will happen if I do this. I'm in the process of learning how to. If you want to upgrade, I'm in the process of learning how to. Upgrade it to, I'm in the process of knowing how to. Feel that difference? This is intentions next level. Number four, I now call on my angels and all the helpers and healers of the light that can bring comfort and guidance at this time. Again, another prayer that Darren was talking about earlier. I can feel the answers coming in. So by the angels say, call, it, call us in. What's the stormer going to do? Is he going to intervene right now and say, no, you don't feel those coming in? Ah, see how you... You've literally captured all that surplus energy of the moment and you're recycling it and you're using it for good. So check out these angel whispers. Talk about how you can call on them and they come. How you can feel and you can see them now, the color of their wings. How they told you that, if, that they're going to step forward and they're going to come to you whenever you call. How they're guiding and trusting you at this, or sorry, guiding you to trust them at this time. It's, this, at this point, you know what, loved ones, it's very similar to the little you meditation. But imagine you're the little you 
and it's the angels now stepping into a meditation. How they promised to take care of you and protect you when you needed them and how powerful and protective they are over you. And this is where Spirit brought in a message here. And they said, this, there is great power when you engage our powers and speak to them. Your best chance of diffusing your storms is to start whispering about us. This is to include your own storms, loved ones. So if you start getting pissed off, irritated, triggered, start talking about the angels and notice what happens. It's like trying to stay mad and yelling and smiling at the same time. Try it. Actually, when you're dealing with angels, try crying and laughing at the same Well, <laughs> being sad and laughing at the same time. It's not going to happen. These energies they're aren't that extreme. They're not compatible. And this is what will take a stormer out of his normal world. To, they have to tap. They have to go figure out what to do with they, you. They got to go read some books. <laughs> they, need, they need a new war plan because their <laughs> shit just went sideways and they do not know how to recover. And then when you get really good loved ones, you can start whispering before their storms even get to you. You can actually tap into their angels. Okay, what's going on? What's brewing? What, what light codes and energy do I have to send them? Or you might actually just get the ovaries and the balls to leave. And to end an agreement that has been completed and expired. I don't know who has to hear that one, but that wasn't on the notes. So this is why, loved ones, we must stay happy. We have to stay positive in these category storms and then whisper all about it. <laughs> whisper from the rooftops. Literally. <laughs> sweet somethings everywhere. That's right. Sweet nothings. Um, I, there's more sayings out there. Oh, I'm just going to whisper sweet nothings into your ear. No, thanks. How about you whisper sweet somethings? Much better. And so... I w this is going to be important because those of you who feel weak, defeated, vulnerable, beaten up, for most of your life, there hasn't been a situation that you could grasp onto or that you could use in the given moment that you're in right now. And this is what's beautiful about this strategy is victims, the ones who are weak, this is the easiest strategy you can do because of how little effort it takes. It literally takes no energy to just put a little smile on your face, recognize, hey, this is just 3D. This will pass the moment I get control, and I'm taking control right now. And when you start whispering, you're going to find that your heart rate is going to slow. Your body's not in fight or flight. Your body's in peace and love. You need half of the heart RPMs to deal with this. This way, your body is not, uh, you know, producing all those crazy chemicals and hormones and things to deal with this situation. You just saved yourself the aging process. You gained a bunch of wisdom and knowledge at the same time. And again, it takes very little input. It just takes a little bit of courage and a bit of knowledge. And you're not going to be scared of no 3D or throwing a tantrum anymore. Why? Because you got angry. Angels in place, guides, you got the, 
the Royal Galactics, your forefathers and foremothers that are stepping forward going, enough. And you need to know that, that this is a type of energy and powers that you are engaging in these moments, that there's nothing to fear anymore. You're not alone. This was the biggest message. The, the angels, the galactics, they just kept saying, you're not alone. There are so many that are, they're just out there going, what do I do? There's nothing I can do. Yes, you can. Listen to the guidance that's coming through right now for you. You are just a moment away. You are a universal law away from deciding and choosing something greater and better for yourself. That's what's beautiful. So here, warning loved ones, please, if you are going to engage and you are going to take on your storms, do not laugh at your stormers. Some of us have a tendency when things get uncomfortable, we have this little nervous laugh we do. Don't. It's disrespectful and it will have the opposite effect. I used to do it with my storm. I would just laugh because it was so ridiculous to me. I couldn't help it. I was like, look at you. Oh, it never went well. <laughs> Don't do it. The other thing you have to know, loved ones, is they will test you at least three times. Again, this is finding new boundaries. They had to take a whole new course of action. They got to go find a weakness in your armor all of a sudden. Uh, when are you going to feed? When are you going to feed me? When are you going to feed me? When are you going to feed me? So guess what? If they keep doing this, when are you going to feed me? Maybe you should just stop being a source and get out of there. They're going to get hungry. And like a hungry dog, they're going to go start looking somewhere else for an easier meal because <laughs> your wings don't go down so good. And if you're in a relationship where they keep coming at you, it's an expired soul agreement. If you are engaging the angels, if you are doing everything within your power to keep your peace and it will not stop, it is a storm that is engaging because you are meant to leave. Do not stay confined of your belief systems that have been put in place. If it's causing you harm, it's causing you pain, it's not allowing you to grow. Breathe. And you're waking up every morning miserable. If you wake up miserable and it takes effort to get happy, you're in the wrong place. And if your next question is, yeah, but I don't have enough money to leave. I can't get up and run away. Well, that's why Divergence is also doing all the Express Trust stuff so that we can also solve the monetary deficit. So now it's about bringing your vibration up so that you can get to a place where you're able to engage higher powers to get you out of your situation financially. But you must take laws of action. You got to step up. You got to make the change. You got to do it. You've been warned. You've been told. We love you. We're going to be going in. This is just part one, loved ones. We're going to be going into how to become a storm master, how to get extra light codes and infinity stones, and how to share them and manipulate them with others. And again, I don't even know what we're going to talk about next. I'm going to stop talking about too much about what we're going to talk about next. 
because we don't know until it gets launched hours before. And a nice little exercise would be start formulating some of your whispers. Have them pre-thought out. Again, they don't need to be paragraph. It could be two sentences you just repeat. It doesn't matter. As long as it has a loving vibration behind it, it's going to work. So start developing some of these things. And if you get really creative, I don't know, throw a maxim into them once in a while, watch your razor go, what the hell did that mean? Oh, uh, we're going to have you quoting scripture after that soon enough. Yes, again, again, we had to leave a whole episode just so we can start infusing scripture because it's just too much. So this is going to be an episode you're going to have to watch, watch a couple times to process, to be able to gather all of the messages within that. But there are different levels and layers of wisdoms. This is why it's so important. Grab your phones. Give us a, a feels. Let us know how this impacted you. You're going to be able to go back and look at this eventually. And the more you watch this, every time you watch an episode, you're more than welcome to give us a feels. Let us know what you, what layered and what you were able to connect. Because you'll notice feelings are living and they evolve. Absolutely. There's being emotional and then there's being feeling. We're trying to encourage our loved ones to get to the stage of feeling where you feel it and let it, again, move. Emotional is when you capture it and hold it. Very different. Okay, loved ones. We love you. Welcome to the light team. This is where we're going. And we got these beautiful forefathers, our royal galactic family, stepping forward. Start doing some research on them. Follow your heart. If it gets a little dark and dirty, just abort. Go to another hole. And remember, the entire foundational message of this episode is we, us, and them. Put this thing together for yourself. Don't leave one of those out. You need all of it to work. We need all of us. We need all of you. And we need all of them. It's a combo. Come on, family. We can do this. This is the whole point. of We don't need a lot of us. This is why they're stepping forward. Because if they can just work with a few of us, we can help everyone else. All right. We'll see you next time. We Bye, love everybody. you.